0: Got, Got Your, your Ears new On new is brought, brought to you new by, new by new Tactical new Legion 9. All right, everybody, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. I'm Guido along with Scoop coming to you. Recorded from the frog.
1: Here's Johnson. Rita, would you like some extra mayo
2: with your bowl?
0: I mean, I imagine Scoot is extremely excited. Uh, his favorite condiment is the sponsor of I mean, our bowl. Scoot,
1: is that your favorite condiment? Nobody says that. Nobody says mayo is their favorite <laughs> condiment. I mean...
0: Is it is it not like the most appropriate bowl for Neil Brown to mayo, have to coach in? yes,
1: because mayo is so <laughs> that you can uh, not choke on your turkey sandwich. Hopefully, this mayo will help us not choke on the product. What the
2: is your, sure, like, is mayo in your, like, top three?
1: I mean,
0: favorite or used? There's uh, a
2: I don't know. Why do you have to throw a curveball on everything? Wait, wait.
0: Are we saying you, you, you use a lot of mayo? Yeah. Like, I mean- you- I use it for, like, turkey sandwiches. If you don't
1: like
2: it, why do you use it, I guess, would be my next question.
1: I mean, I don't know where am I going. Else. Mustard, is that where I'm supposed to go? What else do you do with a turkey sandwich? Guido,
2: I think you can go deli mustard. You can go a lot of places, Scoot. You some cranberry sauce on it?
1: That's well, like, uh, not a turkey sandwich. With cheese, you don't do that. Nobody does that. Well, we're not assuming
2: like you that cheese has to be on everything. Anyway, Duke's Mayo Bowl is a lot better, Guido, than when we talked last pod about what our uh, options were that we thought that were being predicted. I mean, versus what did we think when we left last pod? Toledo in the Birmingham Bowl? This is worlds. This feels worlds better than that.
0: I mean, at least we're playing a Power 5 school, UNC, out of – the uh Atlantic Coast, not so much Atlantic Coast Conference anymore. Uh UNC eight and four record just like us. Um so I, I think it's it, it has the potential of being a fun matchup. It's Wednesday, December twenty seventh. It's on ESPN, five thirty kickoff. So you know you come home if you're working those days or you're you're just trying to wind down nice make dinner watch a game. Like it could be a good time. Um yeah and in
2: only... and in Charlotte too, Guido, like this is gonna be okay i went to the game in i get this wrong all the time late 2008 or early 2000 i guess it was late 2008
0: 2008 yeah
2: uh p5 white's last game yep and that was a great game he sort of uh guido if you recall he pulled a fast one on north carolina that game and he passed all over the place uh, you know Uh, Todd McShay at the time, if you remember, was saying, well, you can't go with Pat White in the draft because he can't pass. Pat came out and passed for four quarters, and it was a great game. Uh, WVU won. It was a great atmosphere. It was like wall-to-wall people. I I don't recall if it was a sellout, but it had to be close. Um, And it was a super fun atmosphere, and it felt like it shut the interstate down like there was so much traffic (laughs) everywhere around charlotte so i fully expect wvu fans north carolina fans obviously but i expect wvu fans to be excited for this it's something they can get to scoot you know it's not like who we playing this week in 1200 miles away no it's like i can you know i can go to this game uh it's regional i can get there easy I i think this is a great this is a great happenstance for us
1: i mean if we're being honest right like i would say myrtle beach is probably west virginia south right
2: that would be a great bowl the myrtle beach bowl would be a great bowl
1: charlotte is like i don't know like like the mid-atlantic of of west virginia and in the realm of the east coast like it's it is there are so many transplants from West Virginia and Charlotte. Like it's like a yeah, second
2: home. And in North Carolina, just in general, I feel like. I see people in North Carolina all the time with flying WVs in, in their windows. So this will be well attended. I think people will be excited. Again, Guido, when you compare this to driving to Birmingham to play a MAC school, like I, I don't, I guess the FSU ripple effect caused all this craziness, but I'm happy about
1: it. Listen, I'm going to say this. Of all the bowls, this is probably the only bowl that I'm somewhat interested in just because, you know, of of the non, you know, uh, final, final two, I guess, bowls, the, the playoff bowls, because it's the Mayo bowl, right? There's like a weird little like mayonnaise thing that goes on like pinstripe bowl. Not too exciting. Uh, Birmingham bowl. Nothing. Liberty Bowl. What are we talking about? A bell or something? Like, this is mayonnaise. And <laughs> what are we talking, about Liberty? Dumped We're talking about? Liberty? And the winner gets mayonnaise. They get mayonnaise dumped on them. That's kind of fun. I mean, I guess.
0: Do they really get mayonnaise dumped on yeah, them? Yeah, they, they do. Yeah. Very, yes. no. no, they yes. do. The winning coach. Yeah. Remember, he gets, uh,
1: was it Shane Beamer last year? Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember that. I don't oh. know if it was him last year or the year before, but Shane Beamer <laughs> got dumped with the mayonnaise. Scoot,
2: Scoot, would it be worth it to you to see Neil Brown Like, winning aside, him covered in mayo?
1: Yes, that would be great. I have also, uh, on the text machine with you fellas, uh, believe that this was set up with, uh, I think they want Drake May to win this thing from UNC, the quarterback, because then the headlines are already written.
0: right yes
1: the drake mayo bowl drake mayo
0: bowl so drake may who by the way has had an ama- he's had a really great season i mean he's passed for 3600 yards 24 touchdowns you know um had a great season but yeah that's that's all over already the drake mayo bowl um all of that i i think here, here here's the thing i look at it i mean it was good to get a draw it's good to play a power five school um It Johnson, correct me if I'm wrong. It's one of the bigger payout bowls uh, that we kind of were talking about, you know, as as it comes from a money aspect of it for these schools. So that's that's also a good
2: thing. Yes, Scoot. Who knew? Uh, There's money in Mayo. Like of all of these ACC bowl tie-ins, I keep reading that the the Duke's Mayo Bowl has one of the bigger payouts. So again, like that's a great. Like I don't know how this fell our way guido the universe never slants in our favor but this feels like it did now i wanted brett mcmurphy i was watching his uh tweets posts all day long hoping he was gonna say scoot the irish i wanted the irish to to be in our bowl i did not because i wanted vindication uh, for Major Harris, but I think this is still this is great. I'm not going to complain, Guido. We also kind of wanted the Hokies to fall in there, but this is fine. I'm not going to complain about it. This is this is great. This is get toable It's a good opponent. Uh, I think it's going to be one of the better. Like I don't I think, think it's it'll than be Pop
1: Tarts. Everyone was wanting to be a. Pop-Tarts. Well,
2: I don't ball. think it's going to be Guido. Don't you hate it when you turn the TV on and there's like 10,000 people in the whole stadium and the the game? Like right. you know, the vibe is just non-existent I don't feel like this will be that way
0: no I think this will have people I think that this will have energy it'll be fun um you know North Carolina's did not finish the they didn't finish the season strong they lost to Clemson and NC State granted those are two really good schools but uh to finish out the season uh they beat Pitt uh 41-24 uh so they let pitt score a little bit um I, I you know I look at it I think it's a it's a win win, you know, for for us. I think that uh, WVU gets a better bowl bid than we all expected. Um, if they lose, at least they're losing to a power five school instead of Toledo. And at the end of the day, I mean, I think the teams match up pretty well, and I'm sure we'll break it down. But again, between now and, and the bowl game, but like, I think it's a it's a good shot for WVU to actually win a bowl and finish with a nine win season, John.
2: Well, it feels like Neil Brown scoot. It feels like Neil Brown's next opportunity to beat a team of importance right i mean and i'm not saying that unc is wonderful or anything but it's an eight win team it's a winning record it's a it's a team that has a pulse well, like how about it, go if out if he does
1: win that's going to be obviously the that's that is the highlight right. of the season i
2: mean it's a it's an opportunity now you know you you've got everyone us <laughs> Talking about like this has been all three of us talking about it. (laughs) You've you've got people talking about how it feels like a hollow eight wins. Then go out and tell those people, well, here's the like, here's where we put our foot in the ground and we and we get a win. I'll be
1: curious to see injury wise, maybe not so much injury wise, but um, you know, you're going to get some of these guys that opt out for whatever reason. Yeah, I'm curious to see. I do feel. And, and maybe this is an indictment on Neil Brown's, uh, I don't know, recruiting or coaching. I do feel that WVU is less likely to have guys sit out because they're preparing for the NFL. Why do I say that? Because Neil Brown doesn't really prepare guys for the NFL. So I feel like you're going to get more guys trying to uh, hopefully, you know, increase their stock by playing in the bowl game as opposed to not wanting to get hurt and, Cause their stock to drop.
0: I mean, I don't disagree with you. I don't think you have a lot of, I don't think you have a lot of West Virginia players that are going to hold out just to, you know, just to go to the draft or. or you- like I think of
1: like Will Greer, like right, Will Greer held out. Like I think that's probably the last time we've really been to a bowl where guys were like, "Hey, listen, I don't want." It. Uh, Tony Fields, he held out. I think in the bowl game that he was supposed to go to. I don't think we're gonna to have too much of that.
2: Well, I also think – I don't – so I now need to do my research. Um, I don't know a ton about UNC, but I think a lot of these guys on their offense, at least, maybe not the defense, but when you scan some of their offensive starters, a lot of these guys are young. I think, like you brought up May, I think he's only a sophomore, Scoot, so I don't think you have – people in some of these positions where they're seniors, you know, they'd be protecting something like that. You know, right. that's usually what, when you get the opt outs, but, but I don't know. It That'll be interesting. Are you thinking, so I, I know you were just kind of giving your opinion there, but so you think no one from WVU sits out this game?
1: I think very few. Um, you know, I don't, I think Frazier is probably not going to play.
0: Right, he's um, definitely not playing. That's, that's beneficial. You've got a couple of guys who've already entered the transfer portal or already announced that they're not coming back. Right. They're right. No, but they right.
1: were non-factors. Those were the wide receivers that weren't seeing time anyway.
0: Yeah. I think the only one that might you might see come a lot, come in is I have a feeling, and I'm just guessing, I have a feeling you might see a C.J. Donaldson. Maybe. Think about putting his name in the portal. You know, with Jaheem White, he's not the number one running back anymore. Does he think about leaving West Virginia? Does that have him – you know, not play
1: uh, the game. I, and I wonder, like, I don't know this, but could a, a Wyatt Milam or a, a Doug Nester, if they someone else from about, the
2: offensive line, yeah, yeah, like Maybe. opt
1: out just because they they're of, of the people that could potentially get drafted. I would say those guys are the ones that potentially could get drafted.
2: Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I I don't know. Right now, I have the feeling that that won't be many, if at any, like you were All saying, right, I, think, I don't I really think expect it. it I, I so don't,
1: like I, I would expect Lee Koba to still play. I don't right. think he would opt out. I Guido, don't. I
2: think your comment is probably more like that makes more sense to me that maybe some surprise portal things could have, you know, that would be the thing that, right. that would maybe, um, happen more so. than. Do you
1: think a guy like CJ Donaldson, holds out for a week or two to see how like the game plan or the scheming seems to be like shaping up in practice and then says you know what it doesn't look like the you know the writing's on the wall here I'm probably not going to get too many carries or I'm not going to get a lot of touches or I don't know I mean I don't know is that a factor do you think
0: well I I think that this week well I think these week these next couple weeks in general like part of what the coaching staff has to do is re-recruit a lot of these players, right? Like, they spent been a lot of time between now and, you know, in the first of the year, like, re-recruiting these guys to be back, to come back, and they're probably having those conversations with him. Um, you know, but I think if you're C.J. Donaldson and you look at the last, you know, whatever, two, three games of the season and see where the workload went, and the fact that Jaheim White's a freshman a year younger than you, you know, I think you look at it and go, uh, I don't know.
1: I think if I'm C.J. Donaldson, I think I – and as I see how this is slanted, I think maybe I talk to the coaching staff and say, hey, listen, I know Cole Taylor is not going to be here very long. What about maybe giving me some reps at tight end or, or some other spot? Well, that's spot. what he was originally, right, right? right? He was originally in a tight end. And he'd be a fast tight end. I mean, you got to think of the guys playing running back. You don't see too many guys that do that. Right. So I wonder, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know how he catches compared to, you know, a Cole Taylor. He, he does catch a little bit out of the backfield, but not. we don't do a lot of that.
0: Well, West Virginia uh, has faced North Carolina two times, guys. So uh, Johnson, as he said earlier, they played in the 2008 Meineke Car Care Bowl. West Virginia, Pat White's last game, won that game 31-30. Noel Devine ran for 61 yards, had a touchdown. I think you're right, Johnson. Pat threw for like 300 and some odd yards and a couple of three touchdowns, I think. Uh, so that's, that, was a great, that was a great game. That was, uh, you know, that was one of those... After the previous year, made things feel good. A little
2: bit. Yeah, it was a salve right on the wounds. It was cool to see. I remember staying, seeing Pat come out. They sang with the crowd. It was a, it was a cool atmosphere. Um, it would be wonderful to see that kind of atmosphere here again this December. I'd be pumped.
0: Prior to that, you got to go back to the Don Nealon era. We played them in the Gator Bowl in 1997. That was the time that UNC beat us. In that game, So, you know, one and one historically against each other. Uh, right now, if you're wondering, because, you know, not all of you are degenerate gamblers like me. But if you are wondering, North Carolina is favored by three and a half points right now. And it's a over under of 55 and a half. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that West Virginia has been scoring a lot when they, to finish out the season. The, the the Garrett Green era has come alive with lots of running and scoring and so I think that, uh, that right now, it's, it's, uh, that's why that over-under is really at you know, that 55 mark, guys. Uh, you know we'll, we'll make predictions later. I, I mean, I, you know what? I, I want to do a little research. I want to get to know North Carolina a little bit better. Um, I think West Virginia has a chance in this game, Scooty. I really do.
1: Well, we'll see. It's going to depend on our defense, I think. I think our offense will be fine. I don't know what I think about our defense a lot of times.
2: I am gonna I am gonna ditto that scoot, I think the wild card, and don't forget about our friends on special teams. Oh yes. I can tell you're excited to talk about them. So the defense, uh, if they can just get in front of these guys, you know, North Carolina Guido, when you kind of look at their season, they they kind of look like a mystery a bit to me. They're kind of hot and cold. They beat some ranked teams and then they lost to some people that like they lost to Virginia, they lost to Georgia Tech. I mean that stands out. They beat, but they beat Duke. Uh, they beat Miami. They beat Syracuse. I mean they've got some some decent wins on here, but it's just a little bit like, I don't know. They're like I I'm like you. We'll have to dig in a bit more because I think at the thirty thousand foot level, it's hard to get a get an idea of where they are.
0: Well, and don't and don't forget that you know it's going to be the first time since two thousand thirteen where we are going to get to face Mac Brown. So you got, you've got you got that factor in there. you got that old Texas. Last time we saw Mac Brown on a field uh, was 2013. We lost. uh remember that 47-40, that overtime game mm. uh, in Morgantown that Mac Brown had? That was that last time that he came against uh, the Mountaineers. So that that's like an added factor for me. Yeah, like, a little bit of history there. Yeah, so – um speaking of head coaches, let's talk about our head coach head coach neil brown uh it was i guess officially maybe not semi officially announced this week uh where ren baker was on statewide sports line earlier in the week guys and and said that Neil Brown will be the head football coach for the twenty twenty four season yeah Guido
2: he um ren baker said that he thought neil had quote made a lot of progress uh scoot. I still love Ren, but I don't know that I agree with all this. But, like, what else is he going to say, right? Like, I don't know what else he's – we we kind of expected this, did we not? I mean, a guy wins eight eight games. Um, I think – Guido, you said it last week. He kind of did everything you asked him to do. I mean, we may not love the five – you know, the the tenure and the history that he's dragging into this year. But if you just look at this year, I think it's hard to move on from a guy – after eight wins. So I'm not surprised. I think it's, it still feels weird though, scoot, because now you head into next year. And I think if you don't retain this talent, like if you go lay an egg in this bowl game, you don't retain this talent, then it's just going to be like, I don't,
1: yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what he's going to do with the talent. I'm curious to see like, We've been seeing the the names of the – I don't know if you've seen them. I've seen them. The names of the guys that we've been kind of recruiting from the other colleges. They're all mid-major type guys. There's nobody that we've seen name-wise that have come from a Power 5 type school. That – I don't know how that feels to me. I don't know if that's – Well, it
2: feels like a repeat of the things we've criticized, right, over the last right. four-plus years. Like it tells that's me, what I like, think.
1: You don't think you can – you're right. strong enough to get a big, yeah, uh, a name from a big school. No,
2: you're right. It gives you that impression. Like, well, these are the type of guys I feel like I can get. These are the guys I feel like I can impress with. It what gives we have. me a
1: little bit of a Pittsburgh Pirates feel. <laughs> <laughs> like we can't get that top tier. We have to go for the next level or the or the third level tier guy. Like that's what it feels like.
2: Like they'll be like they'll be happy with us. We got to go after that guy.
1: Well, and I feel like like. I don't know, maybe you guys can disagree. I don't or maybe you do just like I feel like I'd almost rather us just go after junior college players because I feel like there are better junior college players than there are sometimes some of these lower level division one guys.
0: Well, I mean pre pre-portal era, that's I mean that you know like Bruce Irvin. Owen Schmidt. Yeah, right. right. Look at those guys who like that, you know, Richrod got in and all the yeah, right. I hear you. But like I think it's a different world now. Like in football recruiting in general, like I just think it's a different. I don't know. I, 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 I here, here's where I look at it. I think that Ren Baker couldn't, there wasn't much of a choice to be made. Like Neil Brown did what he said he was going to do. And I've been saying that for weeks. He's done what he says he, he said he was going to do. By the way, uh, I hope that Kirk Herbstreet is buying Pat McAfee a truck or whatever he, he bet him. You remember that whole thing? Like he oh, There's no way West Virginia wins eight games. McAfee, I think McAfee guessed eight games uh, at the beginning of the season. So, anyway, I think that Neil Brown, you know, what are you going to do? You're not going to get anything better. You're not going to tear the program down just because you think a guy isn't cool, Scoot. Like, it's just he did what he said he was going to do. He brought a winning season. Uh, He's got us to a decent bowl. We're playing a Power 5 school in a bowl game that's not on December 13th, like, there's all positives, uh, you know. The negatives are that you don't like him.
1: That's correct. That is correct. <laughs> I don't like
0: him. I mean, it is what it is now.
1: I th- I don't know next year if – I hate saying it is what it is, but I don't know that next year – But it
0: isn't bad. That's the thing I, I got to tell you, Scoot. Oh, it's not, it's not it's not bad.
1: It's not good either. It's just this constant state of – Purgatory.
2: Yeah, that's a good that's that's a good way to put it, Scoot. And I think I was still thinking about your comment about the names we've been seeing so far um, that he see or that the coaches seem to be pursuing. Um, you know, they are like I think we saw some Mac schools mixed in there, Scoot. I think that's why you brought that up. And I, I think yeah. what that makes me think of is I feel like we've done that now year over year. And the only I may be wrong, but I think the only um power 5 or at least one of the only power 5 transfers maybe just on defense cuz i can think of like the kid from nc state wide receiver on offense but you know i think beanie bishop
1: right was Minnesota. if i remember
2: correctly guido he got yeah and he came in had an impact he landed on i think he got a all big 12 Uh, defense award at the end of the year. Okay,
1: We still, as a, our secondary still doesn't really intercept. Right.
2: But I mean, in terms of like going out to the portal and recruiting people to have an impact, that's what I would, that's what I would want to see. I would want to see power five or what are we now? Power three power two. And then some other conferences, whatever I'm trying to say, you know, bigger brand name schools to give me the feeling like, okay, maybe that guy can come in and make an impact. When I see um, you know, when I see these team names that we normally see getting thrown around, I just immediately sort of sad trombone because I don't feel like you're going to see that guy come in and not that they can't, but it just gives me like that leading feeling. Like I don't, I don't necessarily expect
0: much. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think next year, I mean, and you're, yeah, you guys aren't wrong. Like the schedule is completely different next year. It is much more of a juggernaut. It's going to be much tougher. Uh, than this year's schedule I mean you add back in Iowa State you add back in the Kansases you know um, so I you know Arizona you know is, is going to be on our schedule next year so it'll be interesting to see what happens but either way you want to however you want to break it down fellers uh Neil brown is back for another season in Morgantown uh, for 2024 uh Johnson uh, just a little cleanup thing here with football JT Daniels Uh, he's he's done with football
2: yeah we saw that came out um over the weekend jt daniels formerly uh of the mountaineers and of a lot of other places scoot um now with rice this season and i think he actually had a really nice season with rice but he's medically retiring due to concussions that was reported by pete thamel um i don't know i just thought that sucked Like, I don't I don't really have any more commentary other than I hate to see that for him because we know, you know, we know he had been an impact player. Is that
1: what happened? I mean, is that why he
0: just kind of vanished? Yeah,
2: right. It makes you wonder, like, when, like, how long has he been dealing with that stuff
0: like that? So I, you know, I hated to read that. Oh, and there's one point that, like, especially back in the days with Georgia, like he was thought to be like the next like NFL, right. like, Tom Brady, like big, prototypical name quarterback.
2: quarterback. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about basketball. Do we have to? You guys want to talk about? I basketball? I think we're
2: obligated to talk about basketball. Is that
0: part? It's in our contract. Is that in our? Yes, our contract? Yeah, that's with our right. Spotlight? It's in our
2: podcast contract that we made with each other. That we have to talk about basketball.
0: I don't even know where to start here because it's not. No, there's no good. I mean, maybe Scooty can make it feel better, but uh, it, you know, we lost to St. John. It was, it was kind of, it was like every other game we're gonna see this season, guys. Where it was like first half you're like, ooh, ooh, may, may, maybe, and then second half you're like, whoops, it's not. Yeah, that. and
2: Scoot, I have a question specifically for you. I, I didn't get a chance to, yeah, hitch up on the text machine very much about this game. I, because Guido's right. I think we're tied at halftime. Tell me where you've heard that before. Like pretty strong first half. Not a huge fade down the stretch, uh, but kind of a fade. I mean, these poor guys are just, they're always going to be out of gas. Uh, St. John's was trying to run tempo. They pressed at times. Um, One thing, though, Scoot, that stuck out to me that I didn't understand, and I'm still trying to reconcile, is under a minute, 74 to 70, we just play on. They inbound the ball. We don't foul. We have two timeouts in our back pocket. We don't foul. We don't We don't try to stop the clock. That, that didn't... I'm not saying it was wrong. I'm not a coach. I don't know. But it felt weird. It felt a little bit like waving the white flag a little bit.
1: Well, it gives you the feel like you don't feel like that's going to make a difference, so you're just not going to do anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it just left me like, what are we doing? We're not... So we're just saying this is over? Mm-hmm.
1: This was... Maybe one of the sloppier basketball games I've ever watched. Uh, I think there was maybe a five to seven minute stretch where it felt like it was either 47-45 or 50-45. to I mean, it was like just shots would go up. They were off. Guys would bobble the rebounds. There was constant like bobbling of the ball. Like it just was like, well we had a, we seemed
2: to have watch. a case scoot of the no grabums l or something. Yeah. Like we could not slippery. Yeah, it Butter suddenly fingers, was yeah. just ungrabbable.
1: I don't know. It was it was rough to watch. Um again, I'm gonna say this. Like I don't know to me. I feel like this is more of an indication as to how bad St. John's is. Like <laughs> when, when we play close against teams, it's not so much that we played bad. It's that they're that bad that they played close to us because we were playing with literally two guys and the others are fillers.
2: Yeah, and I think to Guido's point, this is another one of those games where I leave feeling like Scoot, if we literally just had one more body to rotate yeah, one in, one more guy, like we, one, like more... we win this game, I think it's just so frustrating. A cook, a cook right. probably
1: helps us win this. Yeah, game. Yeah, right, right. Uh, right. I don't even know if we need Raekwon battle to be honest. Right. We just
0: needed six points, yes, eight points, couple rebounds. Well, yeah. And, and this was this was the first game. Je- Jesse Edwards, I, I will say, not that he sat a lot, but he sat more than he had been. Sitting, he only played 24 minutes. I mean, he's been averaging like 32 in the last couple of games. So, you know, I thought it was your, your you know, your number one score, your big, your, your, I guess, team leader. I what, what, you know, the guy. On well, the they team.
2: had they had multiple. It felt like Guido. They had multiple bigs to shuffle in and out. And I think not only that, but they got him into some sort of curious foul trouble during the game, and he didn't really have a choice but to set for periods. and
1: Now, we've got Kirk Kreese coming
0: back. Not this next game, correct? Two more games, right? He's not coming back until the UMass game. Is that correct? He sits out Pitt and Drexel? Yeah, okay. is that
2: right? That's right. He comes back for UMass, I think. That would be the 10th game.
1: Yeah. Which again, this, this schedule kind of makes me laugh in a way because it was all done for Huggins. Right. Right. UMass, of course, is Frank Martin. That There's no reason why we're playing UMass except for the fact that Frank Martin coaches there. Uh, you know, you've got Pitt well, on and there. It's,
0: and it's funny because it's the Hall of Fame classic because he just got in the Hall of Fame. And you've they were got like-
1: Patino, <laughs> Right. There's no reason why we're playing. I mean, I'm sure that was a You know, convenient matchup. No,
2: but you're right.
1: I mean, that's... Like, this whole schedule is, like, goofy like that. Even the Fort Myers... Classic. You know, classic. Like, to play Virginia, like, that's, again, probably, uh, you know, Bennett versus Huggins kind of, like, a new versus old kind of thing. Like, it's...
0: can can we talk about Huggins for a minute, guys? Sure. Yeah. Let her rip, tater chip. I don't want to sit here and talk about this game because it's just-, nah, just No, the I mean, there's nothing you to didn't break didn't out. It's to it to be it thing. Postpone you... this conversation to the next time we have a show because <laughs> it's going to be the same. <laughs> it's going to be the same one. Just got, like next <laughs> podcast, three minutes. Oh, right, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, can we talk about Coach Huggins is showing up to
1: every home he game?
2: He was in the building.
1: Yes. Like again, I, I say this again. I said it last time, I think, or maybe a couple shows ago. Like I'm sure Josh Eilert loves Coach Huggins. I'm sure he does not love the fact that he keeps showing up to these games, though. Right? Love me from afar. Yeah, and like, and here's <laughs> the thing,
2: because <laughs> that sounds like one of your high school band's hit songs, Scoot.
1: That would have been yeah. That was a <laughs> love me from us. afar. Yeah, <laughs> that's how the girls tended to do. <laughs> love you from sorry, afar guido. I'm sorry guido i'm so sorry guido
2: keeps trying to move it that's on and said. this is funny that's what they did skit they wouldn't love you up they'd love me they'd from
0: afar at least that's what i <laughs> um right now it's not bad because we're on whatever espn plus and you've got amanda Maisie talking about you know bob huggins being in the stands or whatever i am dreading I mean we when we play Pitt this week it's on ESPN2. I'm dreading when we get into the Big 12 schedule and he's at every home game and you've got these announcers on ESPN like calling it out, the cameras hitting him like it's going to get weird. Well,
2: this game was delayed right because of a high school game that was on ESPN and then we got kicked when it was a four-point game in the final it's- minutes they kicked us To ESPN. Right. Right.
1: Like that's a bad thing. That feels bad. That feels not great. I feel like Huggins would run over to like the you know the camera guy and say, put us back on or something. (laughs) Like like if he was still coaching.
2: Guido, I don't know. I mean, look, he has every right to be there, right? He's not like banned from the Coliseum or something, but I think it does to Scoot's point. You know, it's almost like Eilert has to feel like He's kind of like lord, like this guy. lording like over, lording over the job. process, yeah. Like, I like, uh, I I don't know. I don't know what the answer is.
1: It comes across like he's, uh, I don't like, not supervising, but like inspecting how he does or something. Like, I don't know. Right. It just feels like uh, criticizing. Like, I wouldn't do
0: it that way. It's or. not giving the wounds enough the time to heal. You know what I mean? Like, we just need a little time away, Bob. Like, we just need. A, we're on a break. Could he not watch a, a break? break? his home like
1: Like you can watch the game on tv right you don't have to be in in person
2: well maybe he doesn't get
0: espn news is
1: that what you think he doesn't have (laughs) i mean he doesn't have a cable provider that allows for that but
0: don't you feel like him showing up to the game is like it's not about wv it's It's a distraction about him it's about him
1: right and well and like so let's say he does show up to the game can he not like hang out down in that uh like baseline area where you can kind of see from back in behind, you know what I mean? like isn't there like a, I want to say a say well, he's room kind of turned in back. he's
0: kind of turned into a like a where's Waldo I think because I think he's sitting in a different place every time he comes. so it's like and uh, it's not just like- him
1: though like he comes with like his wife and like there's like a whole like oh, it' like, like a the- whole entourage yeah,
0: yeah like so it it it's interesting uh other interesting thing is uh Jose Perez Johnson cannot let it go. Jose Perez just can't let it go. Yeah,
2: this was interesting. Scoot, he stirred the pot on on X. I'm sure you saw this. We I think we talked about this on the text machine. He shouted out uh Steve Mazziello, uh a, a coach on St. John's uh bench with just a big thank you. And then he uses this a lot. Uh if you like, I don't know. I remember seeing this from other stuff when I thought He was a better guy, and I followed his tweets. He does the heart and then lock emoji. Like, I feel like that's a product you would sell around Valentine's Day or something, Scoot. Like, the love lock. I don't know what he's saying there, but it's like- I
1: don't know. I don't know. I
2: don't know. And, who boy, Guido, did the WVU fans come after him in the comments. My lord.
0: It got got testy quick. I mean, and this comes off of, I think he had made a comment- uh prior to this about how he's in a better place yeah, now right. and how arizona's right. better for him
1: yeah. like all that kind of wvu stuff. threw him out in the streets they left him like a dog in the streets is what he said initially that they were throwing listen i'm going to say this let me let me come out and say this because i've say it i have been and was jose perez's maybe biggest fan prior to him actually okay playing or doing anything here i was i was all in like right? I averaged 19 points in Manhattan. I know Manhattan's not big time, but that's 19 points. And in college basketball, if you average close to 20 points somewhere, you can score at just about any level at that point, especially Division One. Like he's he's got some New York kind of like toughness to him. I like that. There's a lot of things I liked about Jose Perez. The one thing I don't like, and it's a big thing, right? Listen, brother, you're going to school. Going to school—that's the—that's the key word, right? If you—if you just want to play, go to the G League. But there's a there's school is part of this thing. So when you go to a school to play basketball, there might be some sort of requirement, like school. whether it be a, yeah, like. Whether it be a study hall, a, <laughs> going to a class, like there's something
0: else a well, part it's, of it.
2: It's a weird thing to get mad at school for wanting you to go to school, right? It's a weird thing. I don't care. And let's
0: be and, and guys, and let's be honest about it for one second here. And like listen, no I'm not throwing trying to throw any shade on NCAA division one programs, but I have a feeling that like the 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 athletic department makes the school part of it. Pretty easy for these kids, of course, right? Well, give he me was a break. It's not like when you—it's not like when we
1: went to school. It, like, it's not—you're not rude, not scholar. He like, was just mad no. He's mad because he already graduated, and they wanted him to go to like an underclass or undergraduate who cares? class or something, or undergraduate. Just what else are you study doing? Study hall or something? Like, yo, I'd love to do that. Let me do it. I'll go. I'll go to a study <laughs> hall or an undergraduate class, and I've got a like they want you and if that's the only requirement that they really have of me to kind of like show you know it's probably to check a box right it's probably to so that when uh the ncaa compliance office is checking in on things do these kids go to class how many credit hours do they have are they passing like that's all this is listen you're not that smart go to that class (laughs) go to that study hall go to school don't be a jerk. Well, I did
2: love, though.
1: I, I loved
2: uh, Emmett Matthews kind of tweeting him, though. Did you see any of that? Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: And that, to me, comes across like Big Brother, like saying, listen, kid, shut up.
2: Well, Emmett tweeted him like, like move on, bro. I think that's what the tweet was. And yeah. then Jose went back at him, and he said, I wish I could find the tweet now, but he said something like, look, look, we all know you're doing the extra part for no reason. Like why? Like what's the deal? You know, like you don't have to do this publicly, like dig at people, you know, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but like you could tell he was like, dude, what are you doing? Like you don't, there's no need to do this. Like you're in a, you got, you're on a new team.
1: You're playing there. Like, just like, what are you doing? And let's be honest. If, I mean, if we're being—is is really Steve Mazziello somebody you need to thank right. for like the win? Yeah, like, right. Your that team looked like dog crap. Right. Like they beat us by four or whatever. Right. Like we're bad. <laughs> we're real bad. Like we're and this was a game under a minute. Players, yeah, right. Saint Edwards and Quinn Slazinski, who we didn't know was a human <laughs> until August. Nobody knew he existed. None of us. You can't tell me you knew who he was. Uh, Nobody knew him. St. Edwards. so funny. He. Those two guys are all we got. That's all we got. And you're going to thank the assistant coach who had no impact on this whatsoever. We should probably tell Steve Mazziello, listen, guy. Work a little harder because your team's not that good. Yeah, right. Get in the gym, <laughs> like, buddy. Like, you can like, You can only beat West Virginia by four. <laughs> come on, man. What's your problem? Like we have seven guys. There's no other. There cannot be. I don't know. Listen, I've I've been accused before of not doing my homework, and I don't really give a crap. But <laughs> so can Jose Perez, by the way. There, yeah, right. There cannot be another Power Five, Power Three, whatever. Big time Division One college basketball program that is operating with less than us. Absolutely. And 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 listen, we're three and four, what uh, three and five, something like that. We're treading water. Like it's not great water, but we're treading some sort of water. We've won games. Like there's other places that wouldn't win a single game. Doesn't matter who you're Scoot, playing. We are
2: like that time I hopped off the side of the boat to help us rewrite some stuff. And then I couldn't get back in the boat and you had to yes. grab me and pull, like that's kind yes. of the water Your, we're in human right anchor now. Yeah. Stuff, right.
1: right. Like, listen, human anchor. this season. And I, this sounds crazy. This season is the kind of season like, they make movies about. Right, right. Like, this is like a like the, the season I mean, where they. Like it's not gonna Josh
2: Eiler. Josh Eiler walks be, out but. to the uh,
1: rim and measures it. He's like, what? Like, a lot of times these movies have happy endings. I don't know that this one will have that. However, you're going to get through. Th- 75% of this movie is what we're living right now. Like, this is. <laughs> we're, we're in this. Gene Spartans.
2: Hackman plays.
1: Like, it might be a tragedy. Alex like,
2: Ruoff know. or something. Yeah.
1: Like.
0: It's it's uh, yeah.
1: bad. It, <laughs> it's real. And it's going to be bad again. Like it's we got Pitt. is he is is Jose Perez going to thank us when Pitt beats us <laughs> or thank Pitt when they, you know, is he gonna, he's going to thank uh, Jeff Capel. Thanks, Jeff. Like come on.
2: heart lock. That's what that's what I'm going to start using. Yeah. Scoot. Heart when lock. I tweet, it includes you. I'm going to put Heartlock.
1: Heartlock Perez When heart lock Perez. <laughs> thanks, Jeff Capel for beating us. You can tweet back at him or X back at him.
0: Yes. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see if he does, guys. One last thing I want to talk about uh, is, and Scoot, we're definitely going to tap you in to help us out here. Uh, WVU soccer, all right, mates. For the first time in the history of the program, is going to the NCAA College Cup, which is the like final four for Division One uh, soccer. They beat Loyola, Loyola Marymount uh, three to one on Saturday. To advance, they play Clemson. Is that correct? Scoot? They play Clemson on Friday. Night? I
1: believe, yeah. Clemson, uh, Notre Dame, uh, WVU, in Oregon State. In Oregon State are the four teams left.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, soccer is is an interesting. It's it's kind of a. It's not. It doesn't really worry too much about power five conferences. It doesn't really worry too much about. Um, the, the same schools all the time. We've got some general. Notre Dame's typically a very good soccer school. Um, you'll hear uh, Clemson sometimes. You'll hear about, uh, in the past, Syracuse was decent. So there's always some some perennial powers. However, like there was a stretch of time where Akron was a powerhouse right. soccer team. So it's kind of a weird... It's a different sport, yeah, it, for sure. And the Big 12 doesn't even have men's soccer, so we're actually in the Sun Belt which is odd. Great. We're in the same conference with Marshall. Yeah, we play, but...
0: yeah, So, but but we've talked about Dan Stratford for a couple of years. He played at WVU. He coached at University of Charleston, and then he went to WVU. He's turned the program around and done amazing things with it. Um, this season, by the way, and, I, you know – First of all, I, I was looking at, I was, you know, just to educate myself a little bit. I was looking at, like, box scores and leaders and all that kind of stuff. Just get, like, who, I don't know. I can't pronounce half their names anyways, which would be a whole nother show of, that would be entertaining. Be but what's hilarious to me is, uh, you know, we talk about, like, Jesse Edwards play in 28 minutes or 32 minutes and all this. Like, these guys, like, some of these guys for the season have, like, 2,400 minutes that they've played on the pitch. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's It's crazy. And, like... They're running three times as much as Jesse Edwards is the running. the typical midfielder in a
1: in a standard game runs on average about nine miles a
0: game. That's crazy.
1: Like that's, that's insane. That's and, excuse, and there's excuse,
0: you've never run nine miles.
1: Uh like maybe since I was born, together combined, <laughs> I may have eclipsed nine miles at some point. But it's um Soccer is, it's not super popular amongst uh, major football fans for whatever reason. It's just those two demographics typically don't blend. Um, It's a finicky sport for those of you that follow um, professional soccer. You know that, you know, you can dominate a team and lose. You can play horribly. And win by a couple of goals like it's it's so um things have to line up timing wise um matchup wise. It's just it's just a unique, unique thing. And uh, I still having coached soccer for as long as I did and I've coached other sports, basketball, baseball. Um I still say that at times there is nothing more exciting than watching a, a goal happen when you've played scoreless for so long trying so hard to score and then it actually happens that's it's a pretty epic moment in sports
2: but you know we do you recall I I can't help when I think about Dan Stratford and this soccer team I I think about that weird period so he came in in 2020 I think that's correct before him was Marlon LeBlanc who who had success right I mean it was a strong Program and then remember, we had that. What I started to say is, we had that weird, abrupt, like, still part of the previous AD, you know, like when a bunch of weird stuff felt like it was going on. Uh, he just was like abruptly relieved of duty or left,
1: right? Right. Um, and it felt like it was weird, yeah. It was a really awkward. Cause there was a stretch there where, where WVU sent a bunch of guys to like MLS. And right. Like, it was kind of like a little right. bit of a pipeline of professional players. Right. So it wasn't like we had bad talent. And no, then I mean, Marlon blocks know... last
2: year in 2019, they went, they went to the NCAAs. Yeah.
1: I mean, they, so I don't know if it was a matter of Marlon wanting to live somewhere else or if WVU saying, I don't know. I really don't know what led to Marlon leaving. Cause it was to me a kind of a surprise when he left. Um, but WVU couldn't have put themselves in a better situation with uh, Dan Stratford having a good, very good uh, run at Charleston, and the fact that he was a former player only sweetens this thing. And if any of you've seen that interview that he had after the game last game, he got emotional and teary eyed, and you know said stuff like you know you, it means a little bit more when you've played here, and you know yeah. We, yeah. We knew we were good. We knew we had something good, but it's it's that much more special and and to do it in front of your home crowd too is also pretty special. Now, I know they play the um the NCWA Final Four is usually in North Carolina. Um
0: No, it's in Kentucky. It's in
1: Kentucky. It used to be in North Carolina, so that's um that'll be good. It's a close travel for for WVU fans if that's something WVU fans want to travel to. So, um I know they do it well, on Well, and weekend. I will
0: say I will say Scooty like though I have watched a couple of ga- uh, matches they're not called games by the way they're matches uh I've watched a couple of matches here towards the end of the season because they were doing so well uh on ESPN Plus and kudos to the stu- I mean especially even in this game that they just played on Saturday like the students and the fans like that this Dick what is it Dick Delesque stadium yeah. uh was packed like full of people and it was loud and it was pretty impressive and I, you know I sit there and I go well you think about it, we've had a decent uh, women's soccer program. We've had a very, you know, the men's program has been great. Uh, are we, maybe we're a soccer school. Maybe that we need to buy well, into that,
1: I will I say this, I, you know, we you, on this show have bantied about how we need to get out of the Big 12 or why the Big 12's, you know, not for us. Um, sports like soccer have really benefited from being in the Big 12 because of the financial benefits of being in such a uh, financially stable conference there's a lot of money that has been brought in from the big 12 that have gone to soccer have gone to volleyball have gone to some of these olympic sports um and and they've benefited from some of that so um it is a it's it's a very strong program and uh, both men and women and uh it's it's neat that uh baseball that's another sport that's benefited from that money as well um it's it's neat that WVU uh, can be relevant in another way. So yeah, I mean it's always a positive thing for sure.
0: Right, it's definitely a positive thing. And and so WVU soccer plays on Friday night. That game is at six p.m. That match is at six p.m. It's on ESPNU, so it's on a network. You can get it. You can watch it. Um, and so if they win that game, they move on to play the winner of the Oregon State Notre Dame game. Uh, that Monday, that's the national championship game on Monday night, which will be on ESPN, I believe. So pretty cool, you know. It's 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 uh, it's good to see the program and and you know and as much as we can complain about basketball and football right now, there are other pro there are other parts of the athletic department that are doing very well. So that's that's one thing to keep in mind. Uh, well, boys, we're going to wrap it up this week. Uh, this week for basketball, they play basketball, right? Uh, We have a game. We have a game that's kind of important. Uh, It's the Backyard Brawl. That is Wednesday night at 9 p.m. in the Coliseum. 9 p.m., by the way, tip in the Coliseum. Uh, So good luck with that, staying up late, bringing your kids to that game. Uh, That game's on ESPN2. And then Saturday we play Drexel. That's on the ESPN+. Plus. That's at the Coliseum as well, a 4 p.m. tip. And like I said, don't forget, watch the Mountaineers play some soccer in the national championship, the final four of soccer, the NCAA Cup. That is Friday night at 6 p.m. on ESPN. U. And don't forget, look for us, too. We're online. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search Got Your Ears On. And you can also check out our website, gotyourearson.com. Johnson, it's cool. It
2: has many traits. Cool is one of them. That's correct. We will post all of the notes from this week's show uh, and links to some stuff we talked about there in, in the blog. We'll also have the link to the latest uh, tune-in version of the show you can just click the link and listen to it right there in the uh in the page and you can also click through christmas is coming up you can also click through to the merch store and check out all the g-y-e-o merch guido
0: yeah so check it out got your dot com we'll be back soon with another episode which scooty will be breaking down his favorite mayos that's which right I'm, dukes maybe one of them
1: we're gonna we'll do a we'll do a taste test of mayo in the a next mayo, show.
0: A mayo, t- yes, right. We'll it'll be mayo heavy. On can the I show. can I can Cool Whip be in that discussion?
1: Cool Whip. I
0: mean, yeah.
1: Cool Whip. Cool Whip. I mean, I mean it's, it's not a mayo. mayo, so I mean, is it we
0: a, would say no. You put that on turkey? It's a mayo you put alternative. On. No, it's
2: not. It kind of is. <laughs> no, <laughs> it has sugar in it. it that it doesn't it's, mean yeah, anything. I actually, to me. I don't know why I just said that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't That doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> well, we'll be back next time to talk about mayos or cool whips or whatever you want it to be. Miracle Whip, not Cool Whip. I didn't mean I did not mean Cool Whip. You said cool, oh, whip. You said cool, cool whip. whip. We
1: Guido and I, I know,
0: Guido okay, and I, 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 were I were sitting I, here listen. trying to
1: solve the turkey sandwich with cool whip puzzle. Oh, I, okay. How about let's talk about Miracle Whip.
0: you're gonna break down the difference between mayo and mayonnaise? Is that what it is? Is that what that's what we're doing next episode? No, is so Miracle Whip.
1: That's the alternative, to mayo. That's the
0: alternative to mayo, right? Yeah. Yes. Can that there be involved go. in the taste test? I think it has Absolutely. to be. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right, I'm, I'm in. in at this point.
0: All right, we'll do that. So uh, don't go any. You know, tell your friends, like, share, subscribe to the show because we have very important topics.
1: I did not mean Cool Whip. I'm so upset. Sorry for the folks at Cool Whip. <laughs> All
0: right, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On.